Welcome to Featured Insights, presented by Caroline Economic Development. I'm your host, Debbie Bowden. This podcast is for all size businesses in Caroline County and the Eastern Shore of Maryland to learn from experts at the local, state, and national level. We hope that you gain insights that can help your business run more effectively. Hi, Latia Nichols. Hi, how are you? I'm well. Thank you for joining us today. So I've got with me Latia Nichols with the USDA Rural Development. And we're going to talk today about why USDA and business and how that goes hand in hand and kind of give just an overview. But first, I think it's important for folks to know that we were sharing before we started recording that you're from Caroline County and you did what a lot of folks did. You went off to college, you went off to work in DC, and now you're back. So share a little bit about what you're doing now in USDA and just kind of give an overview of that and then we'll talk a little bit about the programs. Okay, great. Yes, so I am a Caroline County native, um, born, raised right here in the town of Denton and excited to be back after so many years away. I work now with the USDA Rural Development as their Deputy State Director. It's a new um, position And I'm very excited about it. Congratulations. Thank you so much. And so USDA Rural Development is a really cool agency under the department. Our focus primarily is rural communities, um, which really touches my heart because that's what Denton and Caroline County really consist of. Sure, yeah. Um, So it's an exciting agency to work with, especially having that background and coming up uh, in a rural community itself. Um, And the programs we offer support so many residents, whether it's through our housing, whether it's through our community programs, or even our business programs, which is um, where I immediately came from as our business and co-op program director. And so that your office is actually in Delaware. So that's somewhat unique. So explain a little bit about that, too. Yeah. So our agency is unique in that we have a local um, presence primarily in state offices and local offices. But for uh, Delaware, Maryland, we share a combined state office and okay. it's located in Dover, Delaware. But just that's really close to us, right? Yes. That, yes. May even be closer than, say, Baltimore. Would yes, be. certainly. Yeah. That's what a lot of my colleagues were surprised that um, my commute uh, although I was going from national to a state office, it was going to be much closer, um, but in a different state. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we, you know, we deal a lot with that, with crossing that that proverbial state line. But as a federal department, as an agency within a federal department, you can you can talk to anybody and any any business, any community development about the program. So you were talking yeah. about you came from kind of that business development. Explain a little bit about what that means as opposed to the community development. So I would say it really means, um, and for rural development, a lot of our programs are administered through a network of partners. And so for the business side, we're primarily doing that in partnership with lending institutions, whether they're your traditional brick and mortar banks, um, community banks, regional banks, those type of institutions, Mm -hmm. or even non-traditional banks, we call them, as in like CDFIs or smaller intermediary type organizations. Like here in Maryland, there's Maryland Capital Enterprises. Sure. Um, In Delaware, we have a group, True Access Capital. But those are also lending, I guess, partners um, that interact directly with the small businesses. 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so um, the programs that you provide through the business, are they grants? Are they loans? Are they technical support? Well, if somebody calls up right. you, well, now you're the deputy director, but you, and we'll talk a little bit about who's taking that role that right. you previously had. But if they called you up and said, hey, I'm a small business. I want to either grow. I'm getting ready to start. Kind of walk us through what that would look like in those partnerships. Awesome. Yeah, great question. So it really starts with um, trying to understand, you know, what their desire is, where they're at, where they're looking to grow. Um And then from there, it's like, okay, once I have an idea of that and where they're physically located, I try to make the connection. Um, If they haven't already, are they already engaged like with their local economic development folks? Okay. Um, Because that's usually like the primary target point for me because I feel like those folks are going to have the best kind of, you know, well, we idea have a, of exactly. what's going on in their area, what incentives might be available to them. Um, and aside from that, I guess I usually try to understand, like, if they are indeed looking for financing, like, do they have a lending relationship already in existence? Um, because there are lenders that might not be aware of the opportunities that our agency has. Um, so we want to be able to engage those lenders and be able to share that information but it's best done if the client already has, you know, that familiarity or relationship to kind of right. help bring us in the door. So it's all about networking. I mean, that is, and she said, yes, yes. for those who did here, uh, it's all, everything in economic development is about building a network, building a base of understanding. And so I know that from our perspective in our office, you in particular in the role business side of things have been a great partner, but we've got so many businesses that come up to say, Hey, I, I, I need help. Right. I've got my bank, but I know I need a little bit more. So your programs can help with that. But you also have been able to provide the agency here, the county yes. and our, our fellow counties with some with some support. Talk a, a yes. little bit about that, too. So that's a great point. And to your, to your question earlier, um, we provide our funding through grants direct loans, and guaranteed loans. Okay. And for the most part, our grant funding is going to those primary partner organizations that I mentioned. So whether that's um, other public bodies or nonprofit organizations that are already doing some business development work, um, we want to be able to provide them with grant funding to continue their efforts. Mm -hmm. Um, So that is, I think, one of the key, I guess, differentiating um, factors about our agency is that, yes, we have programs that can ultimately support or benefit, you know, a small business, but we also have programs that can support organizations who are helping, you know, the businesses develop as well. Right, right. And it's not just, let's touch on this, it's not just ag-based businesses, even though it's it's from the USDA. That is like my most, like, oh my gosh, whenever I have an opportunity to speak, um, that is one point I usually want to drive home to the audience mm-hmm. that I'm speaking to that, okay, yes, we are in Department of Agriculture, but we are not strictly confined to just supporting ag-focused businesses or ag-focused ventures, mm-hmm. um, which, I mean, even for me, like, you know, stu- deciding to study ag business, like, what? Like, I have no farming background, but just realizing, like, the vast... um 
the vast opportunities available just in the agriculture industry. Sure. Um, and there's always, you know, that business touch. But that's where I think USDA um, rural development kind of stands apart um, because we recognize, right, that in rural communities, generally, you know, like ours, like ag does um, provide like a, a large base of economics. Right. Um, but as a result, like there's other offshoots of that that, you know, create other businesses sure. that might not have the direct, you know, connection. But we want to be able to support those as well. Exactly. So that ecosystem, right? So it's built a, a, on the farmer planting a crop in a yes. field. But then he he's, has his equipment that needs a mechanic. That mechanic needs to go to a bank. That bank ne- needs to have an accountant. Everybody needs food. So USDA, you know, I think I always knew, I grew up on Delmarva, so I always knew about USDA, right? The Department of Ag. Right. But I didn't get it. it connected of how vast it is and how important it is to rural communities until I noticed early, early on on Google, and we're talking in the early 2000s, that the imagery from Google was from USDA. So it was from the satellites that USDA had, right? So Google was able, so that just shows that when you're thinking about development in Caroline County, in Maryland, in the United States, the Department of Ag, and that business of Ag really started everything, right? So Wow, we just went big. <laughs> Let me bring it back down. Right. Thank you for joining to carrying me on that journey. So, um, so let's talk a little bit about the uh, when you're looking at business support, and you mentioned um, grants, which is pretty easy. That's you know free money, so right. to speak. But then you said you have two. You have a direct loan program, and then you have a guarantee program. I think everybody would understand direct loan, but explain that and then counter that with what a guarantee is so folks understand. Certainly. So direct loan, um, just think that, you know, our agency is the lender and we're directly providing funds to a borrower as the recipient. In our case, the borrowers aren't um, small businesses, but they are going to be Um, what we term intermediaries. So we provide the direct loan funding, which is typically low interest, long-term funding to a direct um, intermediary, such as Maryland Capital Enterprises, for example. And they, in turn, use that funding to provide businesses with small business loans. Um, So we're able to give them access to capital to use at a low rate, Um, that they can use, you know, to support a number of small businesses. And we track all of the um, loans that they, in turn, lend out. Gotcha. So we kind of get credit for all of those small businesses that those intermediaries are providing support to. So we had to take a small production break there. So folks may have heard in the background, we've had some of those small businesses that we've been talking about that may or may not have been supported by USDA um, cutting the grass on this fine summer day. Um, So we talked about the intermediaries. Now let's talk about the guaranteed loan. What does that look like? Yeah, so a guaranteed loan is um, a little similar, but different in the sense that a lender or a lending institution is providing a small business a loan and they're asking USDA to come in and back or guarantee that loan in the event that there's a default. So, um, you know, it's not our loan per se at the end Mm -hmm. of the day. 
we're just coming in if there's a de default, but the lender has to come to us before, you know, the loan is actually closed to get our support. Sure. Right. And I, you know, during the last five or 10 years or so, um, capital has been freer. And so you probably haven't seen as much need for that guarantee. But now where we are with the capital markets, with interest rates, with credit getting a little bit tighter, I would imagine you may start seeing that a little bit more where those lenders are going to reach out to you with the, the businesses that they're talking with. Yes, that's certainly the case. And we're already seeing um, certainly a number of more lenders approaching us with projects and deals. Um, so it, it is very um, interesting as, you know, kind of the economy like tends to like ebb and flow, how mm -hmm. we see the increase or decrease in demand. But yeah. This is one of our uh, flagship program opportunities in the business side, the guaranteed program. Mm -hmm. What size businesses will you support either directly or, you know, a lot of what we've been talking about is kind of that indirect part of that ecosystem of providing support to businesses. What size typically do you deal with? That's a great question. So I would say like typically um, any size uh, small business we probably see more smaller, you know, smaller in terms of number of employees gotcha. and uh, gross revenues for a business. We see smaller businesses benefit directly through our intermediary programs. Gotcha. Um, and then we see the larger scale businesses where you're talking about hundreds of jobs and such, maybe million dollars in annual revenues. Mm -hmm. uh, those are usually taken advantage of the guaranteed loan programs. Gotcha. I gotcha. Um, so when you say small business, do you follow the SBA's definition of a small business? Yeah, that's a great question. So we do um, look at it in some of our programs specifically, whether um, it qualifies as an SBA small business according to their size standards. Um, but other than that, our agency hasn't defined specifically what it means to be a small business. Okay. Okay. But again, it's more about rule. Yeah. And so is there a definition of rule? There is. And I wish it was a simple, easy definition across the board. Well, before you delve into that, is Caroline County rural? Yes, definitely. Do you see where it ever will not be rural? Not in the foreseeable future. Okay. No. Okay. <laughs> no. So I'll say like for business programs, the the like I guess high level definition is fifty thousand population or less. Mm. So Caroline County's clearly, you know, well under that and I think, you know, poised to stay there. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. I think, you know, um so we attended a an economic symposium last week and um Maryland economist Aniban Basu talked about that. We were one of the only counties in uh, the state that grew in population, right. but that population growth was only about a 10 to 15%. Yeah. So I think that's something that we're looking at to have manageable. But what we have seen um, tracking since the recovery, so around 2009, 2010 is when Caroline County was really hit with the, the recession, right. took us longer to kind of grow out of that. Um, is the number of establishments. And that's something that we really saw as a reflection during the pandemic coming out of that. Now, our office has had a lot of requests for 
I want to start a new business. I've been doing this on the side. I want to go ahead and make it that business. Have you been seeing that in your your network across the state? Well, both states, Delaware and Maryland. Yes, I would say so. Um, and a lot, a lot of those folks, you know, of course now with the creation of internet and access to information so freely, folks will contact us like, oh, I have a small business idea. I want to do this and want to do that. It's like, okay, that's great, but we're probably not the first um, point that you need to contact. Sure. So we're usually directing those folks to like contacts at small business development centers or SCORE. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we have seen a lot of that. Right, right. So we touched on the business. And I think, what, like I said at the introduction, we're going to give a broad overview today um, and then have you come back and talk about some special programs and specific programs right. on the business side. But before we leave, uh, I do want to talk about the latest uh, program that's open, and that's the REAP program. Talk, though, before we end with that, just on the community development, because I know for myself, when I started looking at USDA rural development, I got a little confused by the terminology of community development, because we're such a tight knit community here, right? Everything is part of a community. But there are different, there are differentiations. Now, that's not the right word. Uh, There are differences in what USDA defines as business and community. Yes. So we also have a community program section, and their focus primarily is when you think of those, um, I guess, essential, and in fact, they use that term quite frequently, essential community facilities. So they kind of cater more towards like um, public uh, town halls, gotcha, um, police, uh, safety, fire, rescue, um, anything that is you know, centered around serving the public needs of a community. Gotcha. Um, so they kind of come in to provide funding to, in that aspect. I will say that with um, the recent um, funding that's been added through Congress and there's all these additional efforts to get our funding utilized more, they're even seeing a lot more requests come in through congressional directed spending gotcha. opportunities. So. I think that is, in essence, helping also to put our agency out there Mm -hmm. as, you know, one that can support communities um, in ways that people might not have always thought that we would be at the door or at the table. Yeah. So talk about the REAP program. Yeah. So REAP, our Rural Energy for America program, it is a program that is kind of tied in or was introduced at least initially through a farm bill initiative and it's continued um, now for several decades Um, but this year we saw a substantial increase in the funding authorized for that program as a result of the inflation reduction act and the great thing about that program is the funding actually gets targeted to states. So there's actually dollars allocated to each of the states to use okay. for that program. And basically the premise or, or main um, function of that program is to provide uh, grant funding as well as guaranteed loan. But the funding that we get allocated is grant, 
which is okay. great. Yep. Um, yep. Grant dollars, free money allocated to ag producers or farmers, as well as rural small businesses to either um, purchase and install renewable energy systems or to make energy efficiency improvements to their operations. So let's say that again. So small businesses. Small farm- businesses and farmers. farmers and they can either use that grant funding to purchase and install renewable energy systems or make energy efficiency improvements. So, and, and let's, the program's open now? It's open now. And the great thing about it is we used to have a opening of two, two windows, two openings throughout a year. Now that opportunity's been expanded. There's going to be four openings. Oh, wow. Yeah. So we, historically, if I would have met with you around this time, I would have been like, oh, you know, we're all done for the year, but you know, the opportunities are going to be around next year. But no, we just closed our window last, um, the end of March, and the next window closes the end of June. Okay. So what does that mean? So a small business is out there, or farmers out there, they're listening to the podcast, and they're like, oh, I could use some money. I was yes. thinking of making these improvements. Take us through a process of how that individual can reach out and get more information or go ahead and apply for this program. I would say if there's a farmer or small business listening and you're thinking, oh, I could definitely use free money to to accomplish, you know, whether it's energy efficiency improvements. And I mean, things as simple as like, do you need a new HVAC system um, that's, you know, greater, has greater efficiency? Do you need new lighting? Um, Things like that. Um, Definitely reach out to USDA Rural Development um, because we have a program that can support um, any efforts you need to make. Mm -hmm. And the exciting thing about the grant is, it nail covers up to 50% of a project's cost. Oh, wow. Which that, too, is a substantial change in how the program was used in the past. Okay. All right. So I'm a small business. I want to do, I want to put, I need a new HVAC system. I need new lighting. I can reach out to, and is there a website or an email that they should make first contact to? Yes. So you can start by visiting RD dot usda dot gov and from there you'll you'll come to rural development's main website you can uh, search to look up more information on our programs or you can also reach out and find our contact us information and find our state office contact information there and make sure you look, I think it's Delaware, Maryland is the state yes. office. So uh, make sure that you're looking for Delaware, Maryland, yes. not just Maryland. Um and the application, yes. you know, so we all is, think, yeah. It is government. It does involve <laughs> extensive paperwork. But the really cool thing is um, our agency does have local presence. And what that means um, is that there's folks like me um, that are working in our agency as specialists um, to help applicants navigate the application process. And so for some of these applications, it does involve coordination with other parties. We can help you make those connections. So whether that's um, an energy efficiency project that requires an energy audit, we can put you in contact with vendors that can prepare those energy audits to help you. Um, In a lot of cases, especially for this REIT program, a lot of those um, entities or organizations will also help potential applicants with preparing their applications. That, I think that's the thing that when you, 
look at as a small business or a farmer and you're not used to applying for a grant, you know, in the nonprofit world, in the government world, that's kind of our bread and butter. Right. That's what we try to do. But it can be overwhelming and it can be daunting. I, I want to emphasize how helpful your office is because and it's encouraged right on the website. Yes. It's basically you on the website. It says, call us. We want you to be successful yes. and we can help you be successful in getting whatever the program is, whether it's the loan program or this REAP program. Um, it's you're really there to make sure that you're helping the yes. community, the rural community. Yes. So, well, that's all the time for today. But thank you so much. As I said, we'll have you come back uh, and talk more detail about some of your specific programs that relate to businesses, that relate to community development, just to help people know that USDA Rural Development is here to help them. Latia Nichols, thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for listening. Be sure to like and subscribe to Featured Insights and look for us on your favorite podcast platform.